0: This is Jean Nathan, it's Crosstown Conversations, and um, you know, it's fall, yay, we had a little bit of cool air, just like literally today, and with the fall comes some great things, such as the Film Fest, and this year it is the 30th anniversary, so it's a big darn deal. And secondly comes all of the Day of the Dead e- ceremonies and events, um, uh, at towards the, uh, end of this, uh, month, the beginning of November. And, uh, Sally Ann Glassman's gonna come on and talk about what they do down at the Healing Center, which basically is the authentic voodoo, um, festival in the city. Uh, so that's gonna be very interesting too. But we're gonna start out with Jennifer Samani, who is the development director for the Film Fest. And this is guys where you and me and everybody get our tips (laughs) on the great films to see. And golly there are a lot.
1: There are, yeah. Tell me
0: about this is like gigantic.
1: It is, yeah. Every year it's um, it's an eight day festival. We have two hundred and thirty films. Uh, About 27% this year of films are by Louisiana filmmakers. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Literally by filmmakers from here, not just shot here, but filmmakers from here. Literally
1: by filmmakers from here. That's really
0: great. And Mm -hmm. then I understand 26% are women? Uh,
1: Over 50, uh, more like 60%. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, by women filmmakers. That is great, too, Mm -hmm. and of color yep over fifty percent are of color uh, you know I, color. there
0: can 't be any other festival in the country that can make that claim
1: Am yeah, I right? I, well to the diversity that's, of that's it. that's correct yeah i haven 't seen any other festival make uh, a similar claim maybe mm-hmm. in another country, but not here. Right, 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 yeah. Our focus is absolutely on diversity, um, and we're excited to be able to showcase Southern stories in particular. Over fifty percent of the, the fifty
0: percent from yeah Southern. Are from Southern That's makers, great too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the big problem is, um, you know, for people who work, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's really hard to get to everything. And I'm so frustrated by the fact that we can't continue to see them during the year. So we'll talk uh-huh. about that too, because I know you do do other programming. During the course of the year, and that's important for me. I'm, I'm an old um, film fan. Uh-huh. I, I, at one point, when I first graduated from college, I thought I was going to be a film editor. Oh. <laughs> and then I kind of counted the number of film editors who were women at the time, and I said, right. maybe not right now. Uh-huh. So I backed out. I chickened out, frankly. But I love film, and um, I was raised in high school on people like um, – You know, of course, Ingmar Bergman and Mm -hmm. and all the great Italian and French directors and the Japanese directors. So when I came to New Orleans, it was kind of like a a film desert, really. You have so few art houses. Now we have the Broad, yay, Zeitgeist. Mm -hmm,
1: Right. And that's it. Nothing (laughs) else. I know, I know. So the Film Fest is it. right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we we are always trying to do more to encourage a film going culture in New Orleans, um, and it's tough, you know. There aren't that many theater spaces, but we're very adept at building theaters. Um, you know, we build two theaters in the CBD, one uh, at the CAC, which yeah. is our hub. And, and, You know, a, my
0: my husband and I are the founders of the Contemporary oh, really? Center, so yeah. I love that you're there in that building. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah it's special. Uh, so we have a 300 seat theater there, and then we build another theater at the Advocate. Um, mm-hmm. We have a
0: 200 That's a nice seat theater, theater too. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's um, let's get <laughs> to it uh, because uh, actually. Um, What's interesting is that you don't just have films Mm -hmm. that you show. You also have workshops. You also have forums. You also have receptions. I mean, there's a lot of activity going on. So you start wherever you want to start in terms of let's maybe encompass some of the other events a little bit and then dig hard into the films. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, So the film festival is October 16th through the 23rd. Uh, Our opening night film is going to be Marriage Story by Noah Baumbach. Um, we're really excited about that. It's a divorce drama with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. It's going to be a major Oscar oh, contender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good one. Um, and so we and, and
0: Adam Driver won't be saying, "I think this is going to end badly," <laughs> which is what he's famous for saying in the Charmouche movie.
1: Oh right, you haven't I, seen that yet. I don't think. Yeah, is is that the zombie movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I did very see funny. that actually. It played oh, at okay. a. Uh, overlook, this which is, is not going to well. end well. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so um, so we have 230 films over eight days, and uh, we have panel programming at Gallier Hall, which oh, is, is free. that where it is this year? Great, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. free and open to the public. Um, Tell
0: we, me a little bit about the panels. What would you emphasize panels. on the panels for the general public?
1: Well, uh, we have we have panels on tax incentives um, with uh, Louisiana Entertainments, Chris Stelly. Um, which we're lucky to have him with us Uh, we we also offer a lot of panels on you know again diversity but also um, you know speaking to filmmakers uh, you know and their professional development so you know focused on funding um, sometimes casting I yeah I definitely recommend that you check out the panel lineup um, in terms of other free programming that we have for the public, our hub has a, vi- a virtual reality program that uh, is going to go over opening weekend, and it's it's basically a mini festival of experimental virtual reality work. It's uh, sponsored by Cox Communications, um, a- among others, mm-hmm. so... We're lucky to have that. There's something that's new this year. We'll have a micro cinema, which is basically just a you know a, a small little um, tent with you know 30 seats within the hub at the CAC. And again, we're showing a lot of experimental work. You know, some that's hailing from. Sundance or you know some southern makers. So that's and, in
0: the micro cinema. Mm-hmm. What is the micro cinema called? Is that, what, is that what it's called?
1: It's called a micro cinema. Okay, mm-hmm. that sounds
0: that's that's my that's up my alley. That's what I'd like to see. It's yeah,
1: yeah it's it's fantastic and it's new for us this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have art installations in the hub. Really? So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a great it's a great environment to kind of. Where walk is the hub? Through. It's at the CAC 900 Camp Street. But
0: is it going uh, to be in the garage basically? Or?
1: basically, okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let's see. other other programming. Um, you know we we do a lot of, of professional development type programming for filmmakers in the South and all New Orleans Film Festival filmmakers. And uh, one thing we have is South Pitch, which is a pitch competition for uh, amateur filmmakers and for student filmmakers. There are four tracks. One is, um, uh, the four tracks are, you know, uh, student documentary, you know, amateur documentary, and then student narrative and amateur narrative. They're competitions, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we bring in industry from mostly New York and L.A. to help us uh, judge, you know, the next wave of talent. Um, so I, I would recommend definitely checking out the pitch sessions. Those are open to the public on Friday, and that's going to happen at the Contemporary Arts Center again.
0: Okay. Now mm-hmm. I see two pages of parties. Let's hit the parties, please. <laughs>
1: yeah. Our parties are amazing. I will say we're um, we've been noted as one of the 25 coolest film festivals in the world. Really? Because our parties set the bar for film festivals nationwide. Of course, it's New of Orleans. Course They do. Yeah. Right. Right. So our opening night party is going to be at Gallier Hall. Um, we've got an, an amazing party on Friday. And I should note that these parties are for all-access pass holders. We have them every night. And uh, it's, you know, free booze. Lots only
0: all-access? Only
1: all-access All of the parties? No party. All of the parties. Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. So that's expensive, though, huh?
1: But uh, all access pass it's $340. Yeah, um, that's but that's 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 pricey. One one thing that that gets you though, you know, outside of just parties and free booze is entry into all film screenings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with over 130 film screenings and a lot of major spotlights um like like marriage story, like um say Let's see, we're going to show Ford v. Ferrari, which is a big film with um, Matt Damon and Christian Bale that's going to come out and be a a big awards contender. We've got Harriet, our closing night film, which is exciting, Uh, and also uh, Burning Kane which is a film that was directed by our New Orleans native Philip Humans. Right. And I've he been won. hearing
0: about that. Yeah. I actually uh, did something with him. So mm-hmm. um, how about all these receptions, uh, the Tribeca film, screenplay? Comp- uh, are these all uh, only for uh, all-pass all also? Uh,
1: yeah, for the most part, those receptions are all for all-access pass holders. Um, something that. So what's for, for us? What's for us? There, there's a lot, there's a lot. I, I hear you. I hear you. We've got 18 <clears throat> free screenings at the festival, and you can Oh, okay. See now we're now we're talking. Exactly. So 18 free screenings. We've got a full day of free screenings at the Advocate, um, which is on 840 St Charles Street. What we, day is that? Uh, on Sunday, the twentieth, October twentieth. The full day of, uh, of screenings is free.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's dig in. Let's talk. Let's talk movies. Let's talk. Uh, what, let's what, what, what are the one? Let, let's <laughs> let, let's deal with your favorites. Okay. You were you involved in kind of seeing them all in advance or not? I'm not. No, I'm not okay. a programmer. But well, which ones have really sort of you know been the ones that y'all are talking about a lot that you know are going to be really cool?
1: Well, absolutely. Burning Cane is a huge film for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so excited to be able to fet uh, Philip Human's. Um, the mayor will be giving him an award at our screening mm-hmm. on uh, Saturday night. It's going to be at the Orpheum Theater. Saturday is a huge day for us, actually, because we have three screenings. Which Saturday is that? It's Saturday the 19th, Okay, October 19th. All right. So we have a full day of uh, features that are made by Louisiana filmmakers at the Orpheum. So we begin with Up From the Streets, which is a music documentary uh, focused on you know New Orleans um, music, culture, and history. That, uh, who did that? Michael Murphy is the director. Oh, okay. Next we have Mossville, which is an amazing documentary. What is it? Ma- it's called Mossville.
0: Mossville. Oh, yeah, I heard about that yeah. too a little bit. Yeah. What's that about?
1: Mossville is about um, a man who is uh, – there's an environmental crisis in uh, his hometown. He's been there for generations, and uh, there's a an oil I think it's an oil company or a fracking company that comes in, tries to buy him out. He stands his ground. Meanwhile, you know his his birthplace is becoming toxic, and his health starts to fail, but he's he's still kind of holding his own. so it's it's deep. Yeah, it's a deep that's one. a
0: serious story. And yeah. uh, that's the story of all our lives, really, because we're all affected by it. So and lately true. I've been noticing more and more as I, I travel a lot around the city, not just in the uh, Orleans. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I get into areas where the, the, the petrochemical smells are really strong.
1: And mm-hmm. now I can
0: pick up hints of it in New Orleans on oh. my doorstep on Esplanade.
1: Wow. And
0: I say, whoa, you know, we're getting a dose and we don't even know it. We don't yeah. Know, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah. I keep
0: trying to get some of the writers to tell me more about it. Anyway, okay, Mossville.
1: That's Mossville. A, that and then sounds like a must. It's a must. And then the third film will be Burning Kane. And just so you know, um, Philip Humans, he's a 19-year-old New Orleans native. He's a NOCA grad. He won the best U.S. narrative feature at Tribeca Film Festival. It's a, a major deal. Huge. It kind of
0: reminds me of Spike Lee's start. Uh-huh. Because Spike Lee, I think, was just out of film school mm-hmm. when he did The Girls Gotta Have It. And he did it, you know, on his credit cards, as they all say. And um, so this this story kind of sounds like that. He, I mean,
1: okay. no kidding. You're talking just start. out of high school. Right, right. He's the the first black man to have won Best Narrative Feature at Tribeca Film Festival, and he's also the youngest filmmaker ever. Right. Yeah. That's
0: just an amazing story. Um, yeah. Here's to his future. Absolutely. Because it's yes. always tricky to follow. You know, uh, the, that big hit uh, when you're that young.
1: Right, right. He's got amazing support though. He's actually at, uh, in school at NYU at the moment.
0: Oh, at the film mm-hmm. school? Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah.
1: So cool. he's just starting. Yeah. That's, that's,
0: <laughs> so he's actually younger than Spike Lee was.
1: He's a Okay. Babe.
0: That's cool. What else do we got?
1: Let's see. So we have spotlights every night. Um, I definitely recommend you check that those out. So, what does that mean, a spotlight? So,
0: that's the like the
1: feature of the night, the key. Um, so, uh, so you know, ninety percent of what we have at the festival is um, from filmmaker submissions, but we do have ten percent of the festival, which are basically spotlights. They're curated programs from or films from say. Toronto International Film Festival, Talyard, the film festivals, the okay. major fall festivals. Oh, so I these didn't are, realize.
0: I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. These are going to be the biggest films of uh, the awards season, basically. Oh, interesting. So I, I'm i really, um, really excited about Jojo Rabbit uh, by Taika Waititi. He's a wonderful director. I think his last film was Thor Ragnarok, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and this, this film is, um, I guess you'd call it a satire about a kid who befriends Hitler.
0: Oh, right. I heard about that too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. All right. <laughs> um, let's see what else. We've got, um, I'm flipping through this. Closing Night, uh, not
0: to jump ahead, but I'm looking sure. at the In Your Magazine, and mm-hmm. I see Closing Night at the Orpheum Harriet. What's that all about?
1: Harriet is a film by Cassie Lemons, uh, who made Eve's Bayou, also um, directed in uh, Louisiana. So this is a film; it's a, a biopic about Harriet Tubman. It starts. Oh, okay. Cynthia I should have guessed Arabeau. that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, and actually, our our own Terrence Blanchard scored the film. He
0: did. Okay. And we're
1: going to be presenting him with a lifetime achievement award at the fest.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. 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 All right.
1: So I I don't know if you guys know Cynthia Erivo, but she's an amazing singer, mm-hmm. amazing um, presence, and you know a, a present day icon. So her performance is one to watch. I think it's going to be a big a big hit.
0: And that's in Harriet.
1: Harriet. That's going to play at the Orpheum on closing night. Mm-hmm. So that's Wednesday. Wait, the one you were
0: just uh, mentioning—the singer.
1: Singer, she's she is the star. She plays. Oh, that's Harriet. what I thought
0: you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. What is this? Waves. That looks kind of interesting. New Orleans native Kelvin Harrison Jr.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, Waves is one of the biggest hits out of Toronto this year. Uh-huh. It's directed by Trey Edward Schultz, I believe. And he um, is a big deal uh, emerging filmmaker. He made a film called Krisha a couple of years ago that, um, you know, played all the fests. And um, and so this is kind of a bigger budget film for him. Uh, and it's, I, I believe it's a drama. It's um, supposed to be incredibly moving. I can't wait to see it myself.
0: And America. So uh, this is, uh, I was also hearing about the um effort to try to focus on some of the uh, early African-American cinema, which a lot of people don't know about. They just, mm-hmm. it's, it's off their radar, so to speak.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, that looks very interesting, too.
1: Yes, yeah. So America is a film by Garrett Bradley, also a New Orleans-based filmmaker whose um, career is just taking off currently. Um, she's being collected by museums at the moment. So... Hmm. She's a, a very well-regarded experimental filmmaker. America actually played at Noma in their mo- one of their most recent um, exhibits.
0: Oh, so. uh, that's why I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay, now
0: um, I'm looking at still on Spotlight Films and. Still, um, on, still on Spotlight Films. Are there any all comedies? Right. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, this has been a rough uh, couple years uh, dealing with this Trump administration, and I am addicted I to the cable shows and watch them all every night, and it's so depressing. There's got to be some
1: relief. I got a comedy for you. Okay, good. So, Knives Out. Is Knives important. Out? Yep, Knives Out. Okay. It's uh, I can't remember the filmmaker's name, but he made one of the most recent Star Wars films, it's basically like Clue, the board game. It's a um, it's a murder comedy, and that's gonna play actually against Harriet on closing night. But oh, it's uh-huh. it's a good one. Mm-hmm. If you can't make Harriet, make Knives Out. Okay. Um, so, how
0: would you uh, sort of generally characterize? What you all were trying to do this year? Obviously, we were, we dealt with the diversity subject,
1: of course, yeah. and
0: yeah. Uh, women, the South, New Orleans,
1: right, uh, right? Or
0: I should say, really, Louisiana. Um, th- how, how the fact that there are so many films coming from Louisiana, I have to feel that somehow the the uh, all of these prior film festivals that we've had here mm-hmm. have a, been a factor in stimulating. Um, the awareness and the interest and, and the, um, I guess the guts on the Uh part of, um, filmmakers based here to, to take on the challenge and try to do it.
1: Right, right. Um, you know, I would say that the film community is incredibly strong here and it's also very supportive of, um, of each other. I've found the filmmakers are, are always helping each other out and, helping each other make these films for, you know, very little money. It's great also that the film industry has, um, has grown tremendously and continues to kind of grow and expand as, uh, as, as the tax credits are, mm-hmm. are helping and allowing filmmakers to really create sustainable careers Within the industry, with time to do their uh, own and work, and we
0: finally have a kind of population of studios here too,
1: right. or at least yeah.
0: um, facilities where films can be produced. So, exactly. of course, second line stages have just mm-hmm. been here for a while now. They were one of the first, but now the ranch in Saint Bernard—that's a really big deal. I mean, yeah. it's huge. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I you know Sydney Torres and Jason Wagonsback who've pushed that thing forward, and others, the, the crew that work with them. Um, you know what do you have uh, the the two big boxes and now now there's a third facility and a whole big campus.
1: Starlight. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. It's great to see the the homegrown industry grow. You know, we've got a lot of features uh, that come in here, a lot of TV shows that come and film here. Oh, shoot, that's one thing. That's but to one have thing. S-
0: mm-hmm. You know the, that that post production, especially the more we can see post production happening here, then we right. start to know that we really have an industry because. If you're dealing with locations, I mean, you're just up against the 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 latest, you know, best incentive somewhere, Mm -hmm. and so you know, it's a it's always a a money
1: calculation. it's true. It's true. But um yeah, so, so in I, terms of the film festival this year, I mean, uh, first and foremost, we're interested on we're interested in, in being a discovery festival. That's why 90 percent of the films you see in the fest are going to be uh, from submissions. So it's important that you know we're a showcase what percentage? for 90. Oh, wow. wow. It's important we're a showcase for emerging talent. Um, and you know, we do have a focus on supporting southern voices, southern storytellers. And, you know, we're excited to, to showcase that in especially a lot of shorts programs. Mm-hmm. If, if there's one thing I can recommend, it's to check out the shorts. Check out Louisiana shorts. We have doc shorts. We have narrative shorts, animated shorts, experimental shorts. So mm-hmm. there's something for everybody. Um, how, how do folks in, in Louisiana, I mean, we're not
0: exactly one of the financial capitals of the world. Mm-hmm. And in general, business has a harder time here than a lot of places raising money. To, to do what they do. Mm. So, so where are all these local filmmakers getting their funding from?
1: Well, there's crowdfunding. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people are able to, you know, cobble together support in kind, you know, through donated goods and services. In terms of donations, mm-hmm. you know, there are always foundations that one can apply to, You've got Southern Documentary Fund, um, ITVS. Those are both for documentaries. What is so, ITVS? ITVS, um, that's actually where I cut my teeth. Uh, mm-hmm. ITVS oh, you mentioned that in
0: San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a San Francisco nonprofit that funds and distributes documentaries for public television. Mm-hmm. So they produce independent lens and you know, produce documentaries for POV, American Masters, and, and so they'll they'll give, you know, six figures to help um, documentaries get made. Hmm, interesting. You've got MacArthur Foundation, Ford Foundation. they are smaller Those are funds hard grants are, to get. They're very hard.
0: They're, they're, they're very they're, hard. They come scarce. So uh, the number of filmmakers that you're saying are coming from here, I mean, they're not all getting money from MacArthur's and Ford's because...
1: Absolutely not. Those no, only I've, go
0: to the, you know, really, f- frankly... Pretty well established,
1: right? Efforts. Right. Yeah, you're lo- you're really looking at crowdfunding and individual contributions. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: So yeah, I-, I wish there was an easy answer there. You know, there there's a particular type of funder for every movie. You know, there's somebody who wants to help you get it made, but you kind of have to stumble upon your needle in the haystack. I remember. <laughs>
0: um, I hope I can get this right now. Who was the uh, Filmmaker who made the fil- the Italian filmmaker mm-hmm. who well, my husband's listening to this show he's going to be horrified that I can't remember the name of this guy because he's one of the biggest you know ever Italian uh, yeah. filmmakers who did the the desert movie here.
1: Antonioni.
0: Antonioni. So uh-huh. Antonia, this is the. I didn't sto- know
1: that was filmed here. Wait,
0: this is a true story.
1: Okay.
0: So so well again I I may have this wrong uh bob Tannen, call in 260-9265 and correct me but i'm pretty sure it was antonioni who who literally came to new orleans wanting to make a film here Mm -hmm. and um somebody had sent him to us now my husband and i don't have any money but we know people Mm -hmm. in the city and they thought maybe we could help so he comes to our house he walks in he he sits straight down and he starts just he, he doesn't look around my house is filled with crazy art And he doesn't look at anything. He just heads straight to the table and going after uh, trying to raise the money. He could not raise the money here. The film wound up being made someplace else. And uh, it was kind of a – it was a port city um, movie, and I don't even remember whether it got made and and, uh, where it got made, but – I, he couldn't raise money here. Is the point I'm making? And yeah. that's one of the biggest filmmakers ever.
1: Well, I will say we've got um, we've got another spotlight film uh, that's going to play at the Orpheum on Friday. It's called Easy Does It, and it was produced, executive produced by Alexa Georges, uh, and it's um, it's a stoner comedy. It's directed by a young filmmaker Bruno Doria. You've got a lot a lot of Louisiana talent, a lot of New Orleans talent in that film, and we're excited to be able to give it its uh, due at the Orpheum. And I'm
0: excited that Alexa was able to do that, because she's been such a film uh, junkie for so many years, and, and to make yeah. her own is, that's that's really it's terrific. Special. Yeah, special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am, uh, uh, as I said, I'm a big film fan, and my only uh, hindrance is having to work during the day, so it makes it hard. Well, so yeah. what do you do during the year? Are you going to increase the number of... Of film events during the year. Tell me about what you do now and what's coming up.
1: Yeah, so we we do have um, an exciting new series that we're collaborating with the Ogden on. I think we're doing three films um, over the next several months, and you know, bringing in uh, filmmaker talent and you know, having some some conversations after the film. Um, so we're excited to partner with the Ogden. Of course, New Orleans Film Society doesn't have its own space, so it's tough for us to, to you know, put on screenings in different venues. Um, you know, we're always working with partners, and we're very collaborative, but it takes more time. That's a you be- have to
0: grab one of those empty schools.
1: Uh-huh. that's that's something. Yeah, yeah. You should
0: you should you should uh, talk to the. Talk to this. It annoys me terribly that um, the churches and the schools that were empty after the storm, instead of them going for kind of our creative uses that we're interested in, Mm -hmm. they just got squandered. They just got sold to the biggest, you know, the biggest dollar down the street. But um, you you should see if you can't maybe persuade the uh, the school system to. uh, uh, maybe uh, give you some special consideration with one of those schools.
1: Yeah, it's you know you'd be surprised how much it takes to outfit a theater. I think it would probably be about half a million dollars, to you know two or three million to just do the retrofitting to make it to make it you know a proper theater that we you know would be excited to use year round that would have DCP uh, projection capabilities which is the gold standard for festivals. Um, it's, it's no small amount of cash, that's for sure.
0: Well, um, I can understand what you're saying, <coughs> but um, hopefully you'll find that home. But I also want to tell you that um, in the interim... The Myrtle Bank School Building in Central City. Uh huh. Um, the third floor. There's a gallery space down the middle of it. There's co-working space on either side, but uh-huh. that gallery space is a very interesting little space. Uh huh. Um, yes, you still have to bring in the screening. Right, um, right. Uh, elements, but um, the acoustics are pretty amazing. Okay. And. Um, uh, our organization runs it. I, oh, I'd really like to talk okay. to you about it. I'd particularly yeah, like to yeah. talk about some of the, um, those early African-American films. Yeah, absolutely. And, oh, actually, any of them.
1: You know, um, another screening series we recently did was called Seeing Music. It was about it was music documentaries that were about um, you know, New Orleans music uh, culture. And we did that in partnership with NOCA. So we used Noka's theater. Yeah, their
0: theater is really nice. it was
1: fantastic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: this yeah. is not an elegant theater. It's just a gallery, kind of an empty space with art on it. Um, but it's uh, we should talk about it Please. further off off uh, offline. Um, this has been fun, Jennifer's uh, Samani. And, um, you know, there are catalogs. Where, where are the catalogs available?
1: We've got catalogs, uh, in our office right now. We're in, um, we're on Britannia Street, 1215 Britannia Street.
0: 1215 Britannia Street. And then mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be at the CAC, right? It'll be at the CAC. You can get them. We're so, going to
1: drop them off at other, uh, arts institutions like the Ogden, Noma. So you can find it around town. Also coffee shops. We've got our street teams at the ready this weekend.
0: I highly recommend getting your hands on a catalog so you can really eyeball and read the uh, the little descriptions of what the films are all about and, and um, circle the ones you want to go to and, and finger the pages, you know, fold Absolutely. them down and so yeah. that uh, you make a point of trying to get to go. Because, guys, this is a treat for our city. Take advantage of it if you can.
1: Thanks thank so much, you so Jean. much, Jennifer, Appreciate and have it. a
0: great festival. Yeah, cheers. Right. Okay, um, now we get to talk about the Day of the Dead because Sally-Ann Glassman, I believe, is now on the air. Sally-Ann, are you there? Um, thank you. Uh-oh, we have an audio issue.
2: Uh-oh.
0: So uh, are you speaking on a on a cell phone or on a landline? I am.
2: I'm on a cell phone.
0: Or maybe it's okay now is it okay okay yeah i think it's okay all right okay. so um um you know i i in in my newsletter today i, I wrote uh, we we barely got it out today late cuz i was out of town over the weekend um i went up to the crystal bridges to see things that were <laughs> happening up there and um it, it's it's uh phenomenal uh, how few genuine uh, voodoo uh, events that we have in the city of New Orleans. We have endless tourism oriented events that are full of cliches, but I think your event I portrayed as um, uh, really one of the most genuine of, of the events in the city. Mm-hmm. So... um I want you to talk about it because a lot of people hear the expression Day of the Dead but don't really know what that means, and right. um, I think we should clarify exactly that first and then um, talk about the event that you have planned at the Healing Center on okay. um, St. Claude Avenue. Very uh, easy to get to, uh, a very accommodating space. And, um, and and this is uh, hard to miss
2: because of its bright colors, orange, purple and teal green.
0: Absolutely. And and mm-hmm. home to Sally Ann Glassman and Glassman and all the events that she puts on, in addition to the food co-op where I get the CBD for my poor aching back. Mm-hmm. I, and mm-hmm. by the way, you know what? That stuff really does help.
2: That's what everybody's telling me. My dog even likes it. Really
0: I've been thinking out. about using it for my dog, as <laughs> my dog has a, a long-term, not very nice disease. And um, mm-hmm. is, so, how do you feed it to the dog? As, uh, in, uh, as a there
2: are there are CBD treats that I get at the the vet, New Orleans Animal. Um, let's see, New Orleans Animal Health at the Healing Center. I saw oh. as the vet, and I get these great treats for her that she loves. She gobbles them down one a day, and it's really helping
0: her. I'm going to have to check that out because yeah, he yeah. has. He takes chemo twice a week, and the day Aww. the days that he has the chemo, he's not a happy puppy. So um, uh-huh. maybe I can uh, help him out uh, <laughs> with that because right, it really well, on, does help me.
2: On to the days of the dead. So please, um, <laughs> I'm sorry for the, the distraction. Mexico are um three days mainly where the the veil between the worlds, between the living and the dead is most diffuse and the, the beloved dead come back to visit with us and in Mexico there are fabulous uh displays that are that are created in the cemeteries with altars and thousands of candles to light the way for the dead to, to come back and so we can see them too. And people, families hold picnics out on the graves all night and play music. And you know, there's a great party with the returning dead because we all miss them and we all want to be able to hang out with our loved ones. And um, traditionally, I've heard other other um, dates for this, but traditionally I've always heard that uh, the um, October 31st is the day when the the souls of the children come back on the 1st, November 1st is when the adults come back and on the 2nd is when those who have no no one to remember them come back and um, it corresponds in Haitian Vodou with Set Gede, which is the celebration of the Gede spirits who are the, the rulers and the, the heads of the, the families of the dead um, when you die you go under the water and and you get to hang out with Gede for a while. <laughs> and uh, on the entire month of November, Gede is celebrated, but we've always held our annual celebration on November 1st, which is when we'll be holding it at the Healing Center. And I, I think it's very significant that, um, well, first of all, that, that slavery happened, that, that Africans were taken from their homes and their families and their loved ones, you know, they, they lost everything they had and and so we can we can imagine that tracing your ancestry and connecting with your ancestors become um of vital importance to your sense of self and identity. And um it's a it's a little ironic that I'm uh, a Ukrainian Jew <laughs> celebrating um an African tradition but we've all got ancestors and i think it's important to all of us and and all people have gone through some sort of um, separation and want to hold on to their heritage and their legacy i recently was able to go back and visit the ukraine i've never been there before and to visit my family's homeland in Yeltsin, you know, So not
0: to, a, not to depart too uh, far and long, and we have plenty of time from okay. uh, the story about your event, but um, my family on my mother's side is from a little town called Gaidosh, which is uh, 30 kilometers from the border of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And um, I was able to find it. I mean, we, that, all we knew about my mother's ancestral Home was that name. Can you hear yeah, me
2: exactly? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And so yep.
0: we we went to Czechoslovakia and uh, visited with some friends of my husband's in in Prague who had maps because we couldn't even find it on on uh, you know mm-hmm. any kind of maps that we had access to in America. This was in 1990 that we went back right after the Velvet Revolution, and um, mm-hmm. so they they lent us a car and a, these friends of his from his company lent us a car and a driver and and my mother still spoke Czech. She was raised mm-hmm. speaking it, so it was kind of an old form of the language of course but um Mm -hmm. she was able to understand the driver and the driver her and and we we hurtled through the country to um the the edge of it and uh we, we pull into the village and, and it's for Easter, of course, and Easter is the highest uh, mm. holiday in, in the Eastern countries. Um, one of them anyway, as we know. And, um, we get there just in time for that. And then on this, on the next day on Saturday, and I'm sorry, we were there for Friday. So first of all, I had to get, get through a good Friday ceremony, which I could not get through because it just went on and on and on and on. So I'm outside in the cold and I got very sick from it, actually. But the next day was a day when everybody brought all their baskets filled with eggs and breads mm-hmm. and their homemade vodka um, yeah. into the square. And I met a priest who knew my family and they could tell me more wow. about it. And then we found the house where my, uh-huh. my grandmother had grown up. Um, and was chased <laughs> off to fantastic. America so that her brother could inherit the land and screw mm-hmm. her, basically. That's how it, it, it all. <laughs> it goes on and on, the story. But what an experience to go back.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And make
0: that connection with your roots in your home country.
2: hmm So we went back, and we went to Bielicircus and stumbled around, not knowing anybody, and... and bumped into a professor at a university who spoke fabulous English, closed up his office, and took us under wing and took us to see um, what's left of any of the Jewish sites and told us the truly horrific story of what happened to people there and how my family ended up coming to the U.S., and mm-hmm. why there are no living relatives there. Oh, there um, aren't any. Oh, oh wow. well, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, between
0: programs multiple and, yeah.
2: intense pogroms and the Nazis yep. lined up and murdered 6,000 people one day and then murdered all of their children. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the, the war... A town that had been two-thirds Jewish ended up with 150 Jewish people alive there.
0: Wow.
2: And the story goes on and on. Yeah. But it was really touching and it was, um, very important to me to be able to touch that land and be in that place and hear the story. And I came back and to, you know, really disturbing tweets about go back to where you came from and, and, separations at the border and concentration camps at the border. And and it was really jarring. And I thought that our country is having a big problem with um, receiving and and learning to live with other cultures, Mm -hmm. and yet that ability to encounter and respect other cultures may yet save us. (laughs) You know, it's what
0: and that was so much a part of uh, louisiana's history of course too when yeah. the at the uh, during the um, haitian um, mm-hmm. revolution those who uh, were not of that persuasion and didn't want to stay in haiti and fled um, mm-hmm. of course huge numbers of them came here and had mm-hmm. to start all over again and recreate um uh, their lives here and that was a very big part of the shaping of the of the culture here and and one of the reasons That's why brilliant. Vodou has been a part of the, the mm-hmm. culture. Um, I, I, and you know, and, I said this, all the things we celebrate about New Orleans right. unconsciously that... Right. Even All Saints Day, which is...
2: Dance steps and chants and, and jazz and <laughs> the right. lyrics of the blues and our food and our architecture. I mean, everything comes out of that mixing of cultures. Yeah. And so one of the themes that I'm thinking about at this time is ancestry, how that influences our identity and our and our story of mm-hmm. ourselves, mm-hmm. and what role assimilation plays in all of that. And, and these are themes we're exploring in the Through the Day of the Dead celebration. We have altars from all different kinds of traditions, and and a market and we have a full-on ceremony with incredible Haitian drummers and singers and the sacred songs of Odu and Haitian Creole and and we'll have a, I think you mentioned the, the, the fabulous potluck <laughs> that follows it mm-hmm. and, and then we walk to the corner lot where there's a spirit ship for the, the souls, Katrina souls that were lost and and we say praises of our ancestors, and and light candles for them, and feed them, and say prayers from all different traditions for the dead. And it's a it's a kind of homecoming in itself. It's a it's a way to connect with those who came before us and who lead us forward. And it's a way for us to recognize that we have a a, a job to fulfill to become great ancestors ourselves, and to leave a legacy and figure out what it is that, that we have to offer the world as, as an inheritance, as a legacy.
0: And I think that this is um, becoming um, uh, a a new tradition, in a way, for the younger people in our country mm-hmm. who are trying to rescue us from ourselves. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so blown away long. by all the Terrifying. young people who've been involved in the movements Um, Mm -hmm. lately um, uh, whether it's around um, gun control or Mm -hmm. um, the um, environment yeah exactly so but um here's here's a question i have for you because i've always been curious about this and i I probably asked you this before because this is what our third year that we're doing a story on at least on on um, your event but um why this time of the year? Why is this time of the year? And Halloween, of course, we, we know is, is a derivative of everything you're talking about. Um, but, and, and also it is worldwide. It, it's not just it's from yeah. Haiti and the Caribbean. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a worldwide time of the year when these kind of undercurrents or these, um, mm-hmm. uh, the other side of, of the world, so to speak, is, is, um, Celebrated. What what is that all about? How what, what are the roots of of yeah. this, and why this so, time of the year? So
2: we're we're going through uh, the solstice change, and for us in the northern hemisphere, we're moving into winter, the time of the dead. You know, when when the earth becomes silent and and we go into darkness, and those doorways are in between. You know, at the autumnal time of year, and as we move towards the winter solstice, um, it's when that shift is happening. And we know that things aren't really dead, that they're going to come back, that they're going to um, revitalize in the spring at the at the vernal equinox. Um, and so there's that sense that the doors aren't really closed, they're, they're kind of open right now, and we're moving in between realms, so that's what I think that it's the time when when this happens it also happens at midsummer at the summer solstice you know the magical time of year when those veils are open
0: yeah but the the, the the summer solstice is of course as you know it is a very different time and um uh, all the solstices are 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 something that we feel uh, um, mm-hmm. in, inherently we may not um, acknowledge them it may be somewhat unconscious but we certainly feel those changes and and mm-hmm. um, the light changes i mean i I always yeah. notice um, i'm very light sensitive and the, around this time of the year i just immediately i can look up at the sky and say whoa okay i know that i'm approaching <laughs> fall because the yeah. light the color of 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 the air and the sky is so different Even before, and you know, here in New Orleans, we don't have that uh, as uh, as we did when I was a Yankee and lived in New York. And and around this time, the leaves are literally falling off the trees, and 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 Mm -hmm. nothing is nothing green is around. Mm -hmm. We're still green, but even so, even with all that green, you feel feel the change.
2: And and I think that it's an energetic change. You know, we're we're just very sensitive to that. That spiritual shift, and there's a sense of nostalgia to it, the sense of time passing, and it Mm -hmm. it turns our mind to want to reach out to what has mattered to us, what has transitioned, what has transformed, and that brings up our sense of what is our relationship with death and the dead.
0: So. When you um, chose the way that you would do your event, tell me about how you have chosen to represent it and and what special touches you brought to
1: it.
2: Mm -hmm. So I've been doing this. This is our 39th year. I've been doing it in my temple for, I think, 36 of those years.
0: I had Um, no idea it was that long. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow.
2: Um, But... It just got, it outgrew the temple. It was too crowded and, um, people kept sneaking the food while we were doing the ceremony. So we had to do something about it. And that's when we moved it to the healing center because the lobby is spacious and, and we could expand the event a little bit and add, um, a market, a creative market where the artisans, their work resonates somewhat with the season and with the concept what we're serving, and we because it's the healing center, it's not just my voda temple, we've made it a little bit more interfaith, you could say mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so we've invited you know buddhists and and native people and um there's an a priest and and Eifa priests, and so we've expanded it. And Catholic altars, and and all these people are contributing really moving altars. In fact, we just had a stray cat that had adopted the healing center, and he just got mauled by a dog and died. And we're all bereft, so we're building an altar mm. for this cat, <laughs> where everybody can mm. come and and express their love for him and and the sense of loss and caring for this cat as a way to heal, and mm. so these altars will be all over the lobby, and and we've always had prayers from different traditions at the end for the dead, and, and it's just a beautiful experience, and everyone lights candles and passes flame from one to the other as we say the names of our beloved dead and give them the food that, that we've collected at the ceremony. The, you know, the, the, the one thing... ceremony itself is really expanded as we've been working with, collaborating with some master Haitian drummers who are priests themselves, and it's really enhanced what we're able to do in the ceremony and how authentic it is and how powerful it is, how much it reaches into the other side. Uh, I think Vodou is a technology for opening those doors between the living and the dead and the visible and the invisible, And so we've gotten much more effective at at being able to open those doors and invite the Yeti and and all the beloved dead through to dance with us.
0: So um, uh, I'm only sorry that I didn't think of asking you to make it possible for us to play some of the Mm. music. But I wonder, is there anything that's online that we can tap into on YouTube? Maybe jazz could... Uh, pick it out? Is there anything? That yeah,
2: you know, if people want to do a, a search just on my name on YouTube, Sally Ann Glassman, or if you do a search for Set Gede, S-E-T is one word and Gede is G-E-D-E, you're going to find numerous videos that will give you some sense. But it's really about being there and feeling feeling the power of the drums and and the sacredness of the songs that are sung and the dancing and the, the reverence that people bring to it. And, and um, meeting there, meeting the
0: ghetto. <laughs> there are there a are few things more powerful than Haitian drums because yes. I can tell you when I was in high school, there was a library and uh, I, I was raised in the Bronx, but there was a library um, across from the Museum of Modern Art. It was the Donnellan Library, and they always had records that you could take out. Mm -hmm. And I borrowed records of Haitian dance uh, drum music and uh, danced around my house like crazy. My parents (laughs) thought I was really a little bit weird. I think my Mm -hmm. father was really worried about me in particular. But (laughs) but I loved it. I just loved those drums.
2: Ismail Reed talks about how the drums start and your backbone flips and it just grows from there. okay. (laughs) Okay. Overwhelming. Yeah. You know, the drums are there to, um, push the dancers past their normal state of consciousness into possession trance. And it's a, it's a powerful, mesmerizing feeling. Um, and these drummers are fantastic. Um, Fon, who's a Haitian drummer, uh, Jude Richard, who's recently come here and is a master Haitian drummer, Logan, uh, Schultz is a local guy and he's our our lead drummer in our house and Sean Myers and then there's a, a host of other drummers that that circulate and and they're all fantastic and they've put in really an unbelievable amount of time and effort into learning what are surely the, the most complex drum patterns that there are on the planet and um we do our best to to sing these Creole songs with them um but it's it's a an experience everybody should check out and and will change i, I think people's fears about death and fears about voodoo it's just a beautiful practice
0: um sally uh, you said on on the what's online is under sally and glassman
2: i think you'll find a lot of stuff under that um if you just look under there V-O-D-O-U. V-O-D-O-U. You'll find some things. Well, VODOU,
0: there's just too many, this is too much that's coming up from all over the world. So uh, <laughs> let, let, let's try. We're going to, we're going to, uh, well, well, while well, we uh, finish off, we just, we have a little okay. bit of time left. And, uh, so let's, let's, let's put the program out there in terms of day, time and place. Yes. And while you're doing that, we'll see if Jazz can, um, uh, okay. come up with something. Go ahead. So let's, so uh, it's uh, Friday, yeah. November 1st. We will open the doors. It's a free
2: event, by the way. We'll open the doors for the market and cocktails from Bob and Court Rum, <laughs> and um, mm. that'll be at 530. The ceremony will be from 7 until 10. There'll be a potluck until 1045, and we'll go out to feed and honor the dead and say prayers for the dead um, at 1045 until about 1130, and that'll be that. And it's uh, at the New Orleans Healing Center, uh, 2372 St. Claude Avenue. And you can go online on Facebook and Instagram, and, and we have a website at org. So, um, and what's the cross street there?
0: Rush right? No,
2: it's, uh, the crossroad is St. Rock. Oh,
0: C-H. Yeah, St. Rock Where What C-H. did I say? Blame. That's my yeah. cross street uh, St. Rock Okay Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So um, I, I don't, Did you find something, Chaz? No Not yet No <laughs> Okay Next time we it's do there. this show we'll we'll, we'll we'll figure it out <laughs> and we'll, we'll have something that's uh, that, uh, Well, maybe here we go a little
2: something. Oh, that's
0: us. Yeah Turn it up
2: Bring it up. Laurie and
0: Dale, please. And we'll, we'll, we'll go out with this, Sally. So we've, we've uh-huh. got everybody with the time and the place. <clears throat> but if they come to the event, this is the kind of music they're going to hear. So um, I'm just going to say for Sally Ann Glassman, um, Vodou Priestess, and Jean Nathan, host of your show, this has been Crosstown Conversations. And enjoy this music as we tune out. Thank, Thank you, Sally. You, <laughs>
2: Thanks. Bye-bye.